This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. This week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, we talk with Aaron Freeman. I wrote the most popular physics-based eulogy in the history of the internet. <laughs> wow, that is and very I, specific. Right, that's a niche. <laughs> that is a real niche. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview, an OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. <laughs> the following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Back again in the saddle. We're doing our usual thing again, and now we are uh, a weekly show once again because thank you very much, Deutsche Bundesliga. Yes. They're coming Absolutely. through for us. Did you get a chance yeah. to watch any of the games? We, I did. I, I, so much yeah, going on. I know. I did watch quite a few games in between me eating my hot dogs and hamburgers. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. Good to, good to get the grill out. Good to watch some soccer. So you're an American like, now. You're making I, hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill. I really am. I really am. So, yeah, it was good. It was good, enjoyable, although it did feel weird because, you know, you and I, we've spent a lot of time on Memorial Day weekends at tournaments. So yes. that was a kind of – that was a weird feeling. That's you know? true. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, it was still good to at least watch some games and uh, try and kind of get a little bit of a soccer fix, so to speak, in the, the Classica. That's right. Well, hey, that was it. That was the big game of uh, the week, and that happened. We're taping this on Wednesday. It happened on yesterday. Uh, Bayern played against uh, Dortmund um, in Dortmund, and mm-hmm. um, just when we're starting to get into this Bundesliga, the race loses steam <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Bayern won, and now they're seven points up on Dortmund. And I think really, uh, I was expecting a better game. I'll be honest. Yeah, it wasn't the best match. It was a little disappointing. You know, sometimes when you get these two top teams, they kind of cancel each other out. Although, to be fair, Bayern just looked a little bit of a, a notch ahead. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, it was it was it was good to see the quality of Bayern Munich kind of kind of rise to the top. And and you can see there's a lot of quality on Dortmund, but I think they still miss Marco Royce. Yep. They're still missing some of the players that probably can kind of be influencers. Uh, uh, Götze doesn't look like the same player he was a few years ago. Boy, how so, about yeah. that? What He yeah. has just fallen off the edge of the earth. I mean, he, he scored the winning goal to win the World Cup in 2014. And that was, you know, only six years ago. He was a young guy. He was only like 22 at the time. And here he yeah. is in what is supposed to be his prime, and wow. Yeah, and it looks like this is going to be his last season. I think they, they he's basically going to be leaving. He's getting released at the end of the year. Yeah. So um, so he's going to be looking for a place, whether it be uh, go abroad somewhere, whether they go into the English Premier League. But he's not going to certainly get a big transfer, that's for sure. I mean, no. he might be might be a great pickup for one of those mid to lower level teams in the Premier League. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it's been a bit of a struggle for him. And, 
you know, with the players that, um, you know, Bayern had, uh, you know, it was a great goal, I thought. You know, oh, yes. An audacious chip that went over the goalkeeper. I think I, I was reading The Guardian, they, they called it a delicious chip. So, <laughs> That's what so it, was. it was. Yeah, it was really a nice goal. It was though. like a, it was a chip buddy as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. But, you know, I, and, that, and there was a lot of, uh, the goalkeeper got a lot of grief on it. And I'm kind of going back and forth on that one because, you know, they were saying that he should have probably got a stronger hand to it. But it, it was a pretty tough one. He was a little bit out of position. Obviously, at the top of the box, he was probably creeping up to the six-yard six yard box. But, I mean, it couldn't have hit a, a better chip in terms was of beautiful. forcing the goalkeeper into a tough spot. So, um, And he made some decent saves in the rest of the game. So I don't think it would have made much difference. Well, I, Kimmich is one of the best players in the world. He's he's a top quality player, and most importantly, he shaved off that stupid mustache that he had <laughs> last week. He had this this mustache; it looked absolutely ridiculous. I think yeah. it's kind of hard to bring the mustache back. I, I got a feeling that that's just not gonna fu- that's not gonna fly. That's my opinion uh, yeah, as I a never mustacher. <laughs> No, he's he's good. I mean, quality there. And what I really like about him is you can see the passion he plays with. Yes. He's got that. You know, at the end of the game, he was just – you could see how excited he was for that victory. Yeah. It means a lot, it means a lot to him. I mean, he, he expresses himself so well. So uh, definitely a player that's going to be uh, an important player, especially for Bayern moving forward. Yeah, so, you know, I think it's probably a done deal that Bayern is going to win the league again. Um, but there's still there's still drama there in, uh, you know, slots three through five. Right now we've got uh, uh, Leipzig in third. Yeah. Um, Gladbach in fourth, uh, tied with Leverkusen on a goal mm-hmm. differential. And um, so only four of those teams are going to make it into the Champions League. So That's there's right. still some drama there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, obviously the Leipzig game was a decent result for them. You know, a great victory for them, a, you know, a big 5-0 win. And they're only three points behind Dortmund now. And I mentioned Gladbach as well with their uh, 13,000 paid uh, cardboard cutouts. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about but, that in a second. <laughs> yeah, that, but, but they had that, so that yeah. was really good. So, yeah, I mean... I think uh, when you look at all of the teams, if, if I'm if I'm Dortmund, I might be a little bit worried that I might not hold on to second place. Yeah, so well, that's they're, true. They're, you know, there's teams definitely breathing down their neck. And, and really after that, I think when you look after fifth, like Leverkusen, and then you get into Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg's yeah. like 11, 11 points behind. So there's definitely a top five. Like in England, we have the top six. Right. It seems like there's, a, a, there's a, a definite top five in German Bundesliga. On the other hand, Wolfsburg just beat Leverkusen yesterday 4-1 to one, uh, in Leverkusen. So, you know... <laughs> It's, it's it's pretty hard to predict. But I, yes. one, one last uh, fashion statement uh, about Leverkusen, I mean uh, Leipzig. Uh, just a note, the man bun thing is not happening anymore, all right? They've got like five guys on that team that have man buns. Yeah, and that, I noticed that. That's got to yeah. go away. No more mustaches, yeah. no more man buns. That's what I'm going to say. That's my rules, Rick's rules. Okay, I'm with you. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's check out what else is happening because now we've been doing this for a few weeks and we've actually uh, got some ideas of what this whole world is going to be like with soccer. 
One thing that we've discovered without a shadow of a doubt is that home field advantage doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was interesting. We know in, in we was looking at this and looking at the numbers. It's crazy. I know you've had some statistics. I, I definitely want to hear those. But then I found some other interesting ones as well. Well, yeah. Well, for instance, uh, the, the first weekend, the home teams were 1-5-1. and one. I mean, one win. One win out of all of those games. The next mm-hmm. week, it was 1-4-3. and three, Another one win. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, zero wins. 0-2-2. Oh, two two. I mean... And, and we're talking about big teams like Leverkusen lost at home, right. Gladbach right. lost at home. You know, this mm-hmm. it, it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah. And the other interesting thing is I was looking at the goals. 44 goals from the away team compared to 25 from the home team. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's amazing how they you look at that. So you've got three wins <laughs> – for home games yeah. in the last 22 matches. So it gives you an idea <laughs> that there's there's no home advantage. And that was the funny thing because the Premier League lower-level teams were so adamant. Oh, we've got to have fans. It exactly. gives us that advantage. So, you know, it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. So, yeah. so let's talk about crowd noise versus no crowd noise because some clubs are, are doing it in the empty yeah. – uh, echo, echoey stadiums, and others have decided to pipe in crowd noise, and they don't just pipe in the crowd noise. I mean, it's like a it's like a laugh track in a uh, in a sitcom, right? Where they've got somebody on the controls. If somebody, if there's a bad foul, you hear oh from the crowd, or you know, and there's also uh, um, you know cheering when there's a score. There's booing when you know something bad happens. Amazing. And I lost you there. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear you now. Okay. So yeah. So uh, I didn't quite catch that last part. Well, Sorry the point that. is, the point is, there's somebody on the dial on on the uh, on the crowd noise who's who's doing it with the with what's happening out there on the field. So yeah. it it feels real. Yeah, it really does. I mean, especially with the um, with the Dortmund game, you know, you could really the 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 crowd noise, in which I'm guessing they've actually got from the actual games that they previously had, right? Was was so loud. I mean, and even at the end, it was interesting because you could almost hear the whistles going. So you <laughs> right. know how sometimes when you know when, when they want to try and finish the game, but that was actually opposite to what they wanted because they were trying to score because they were down a goal. So well, sometimes that's true. That's they, true. They may they may not want the whistle to go. So I think sometimes they have to kind of figure out how how it needs to be. But uh, definitely makes for a much better environment. That's for sure. Yeah, and we were talking about it before we started taping. After like thirty seconds, you forget that it's that it's a fake crowd. Yeah, just feels Absolutely. feels more normal. Definitely. All right, let's talk about something else. And this is something that I know that uh, is near and dear to your heart, and that is. Defense apparently seems optional these days. <laughs> and we just talked about the number of goals that have been scored. But do you think that um, that the COVID virus has anything to do with the fact that people are not marking as tightly as they used to? It's a very good point. And I think there's definitely some, uh, you know, issue with that because I've noticed, especially in the games I've watched it, they just seem to be dropping off a lot more. They don't seem to be quite as tight on the players as they usually have been. 
Um, and maybe this, uh, again, I haven't watched as much Bundesliga as I've watched Premier League. So when the Premier League does get started, it'll be interesting to see how that changes. But it just seems like there's a lot more space out there. Yeah. I even I think I texted you. It, 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 it seemed like an over 40 game at times, especially right. um, Timo Warmer's third game. It was like everybody had stopped and it was just like he just nonchalantly chipped it over the goalkeeper. I'm like, what's going on here? And how it's many like, tap-ins have there been? You know, where the, the pass to the middle of the box and somebody completely unmarked just taps it right. in. Right, right, exactly. Now, there's no question. There's some teams, you know, especially at the, the bottom half of the, of the table that they almost look like they've given up. Yeah. Um, you know the the mines team. You know to concede those goals because I think if I'm right, they had lost to uh, to Leipzig earlier eight <laughs> nothing, wow. and then they lost to them five nothing this past weekend. And it was just like it, it was they were just being cut through, like uh, you know slicing through them really easily. So it was like so easy for the for the Leipzig uh, attackers to really get through that. Uh, that uh, mind's defense so I, I just I just don't know it, I think they've obviously all the teams have to start in this uh, isolated training no contact and maybe that may have some type of an effect on the lack of real game like situations right I, I agree so what what are your thoughts about the cardboard fans Mitchell yeah, is selling cardboard cutouts to fill the stands, uh, which they're doing as a charity fundraiser, which I think is actually, you know, a nice idea. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's fine. It, it look, does does look a little weird. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> but um, but if, if people are willing to use that, pay that money and then it goes to a charity, if it's helping covid, whatever it may be, I think it's 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 a win win. Don't get me wrong. So I, I don't have any issue with it. I have noticed, especially when I'm watching German Bundesliga games, the advertising is just really so strong. Yeah. All of the different levels. It seems like there's three different levels of of types of advertising. So you're, 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 you're definitely really glaring at all of that stuff. And that might be partly due to the fact that there's not as many fans. So there's an opportunity for more advertising. So, Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, for me, the the best part about getting back into the German Bundesliga as an American soccer fan and a German, um, but I just I just like watching the American players. All right, yeah. so we have there's a bunch of American players, and they're it really is, and they play significant roles on some of these teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I think Tyler Adams for me sticks out just. I know he's very highly regarded as a soccer player here in the United States, and uh, he's definitely dealt with some injuries. But what I think is an interesting note, and I think they said a little bit about this in the in the game when he came on for Leipzig, is he's so flexible. He can play different positions, and to me, that's a sign of a coach really having a lot of faith in a player. I mean, he put him back into the mid into the midfield, then they also threw him back as a center back. Right, he can play a lot of different positions. He's he really is a very very good player and very young. Yes, yes. So I mean so that I, that bodes yeah. well for America. Yeah, I just hope he can stay. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries the last year, so I'm just hoping he can stay healthy and give some support to the rest of the U.S. players. And and again, we've got some other ones. You know, West McKinney at Schalke is looking yep. pretty solid. And obviously, Gio Reyna at Dortmund as well is coming in, uh, not playing quite as much as probably the other two, but getting 
you know, getting some playing time as well. But when he gets in there, he he's he's a good player. I mean, you see, he's yes. got some skills. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to watch him a few years ago as a under seventeen player, and you could just te- you could just tell he was he was one of those professional players to be. You know, he just you could see he was on the track to get to a really quick stage, just like when we was at Chelsea watching some of those younger players. Right. He's gonna be he's gonna be a pro in a couple of years. You can just tell yep. they have that kind of that stature. They have that finesse in terms of how they play and certainly the the strength that, that he has as well is definitely going to hold him in good stead as he as he continues his career on on a great german team that's right so uh let's uh actually have a couple of questions for you now we're watching bundesliga games which is german yeah. soccer but we're still listening to the english announcers which means i've got a couple of questions for you and it's time <laughs> to explain that foreign tradition now explain that foreign tradition please okay so was watching the game uh dortmund uh playing they got down to one point behind bayern Mm -hmm. and the announcer said it would remain that way if they come up a cropper (laughs) what in the world i never heard that what does that mean a cropper basically is anything negative if if they threw this away so if they're up two nothing and then they just decided to throw it everything away in the game, that's what we mean by coming up a cropper. So you basically make a mistake and then let the other team come in. Okay. That's what he meant by that. Okay, I kind of yeah. thought that, but you know, you just never know. Uh, yeah, sure. If there's another element there. Also, this is uh, something that I, I'm embarrassed to have never heard before. I know that. Three goals is a hat trick. Timo Wormers yeah. had a hat trick for um, mm-hmm. Leipzig. Um, and then the announcer talked about someone scoring a brace. Yeah, yeah. This is quite a common term in England because a so. lot of people people use this. So I guess it comes back from a historically when it, it's actually an old hunting term. So a brace. So you may have, um, I think they talked about a brace of, uh, a pair of something is what it is. So if I'm a hunter and I shut down a pair of partridges or whatever it may be I'm shooting at, that's where the term the brace came from. So it's always a pair of something. And so then that reflects to the, the number two, which is two. So you get a brace. Gotcha. So this is yeah. what you guys talk about on the fox hunts. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, because yes. they go out on fox hunts every other week. You yes. Know, it's, it's well, a biz- it's I've a seen time. the movies. I know. I know how that. I know that that goes. Exactly. But it, it was interesting because you know I didn't when I was looking at that. So I was like thinking. So what do some of the other numbers? And I didn't realize this. So this is an interesting fact. So if you score four goals, that's a haul. A haul. Yeah. Wow. Five goal. Five goals is a glut. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Six six goals, double hat trick. We probably that makes yeah. sense. And then if you scored seven, which would be great, it's a whole trick. So there wow. you go. So We're, there you go. So there's names for everything. I had so no idea. I, did you see? Have you ever heard those terms before? I'd heard of obviously the double hat trick. Yeah. Um, the the glut I'd heard of before, but I didn't know that a, a haul was four goals. So. So there you go. So now, uh, when we're watching games, we have a we have some names to give to these uh, players who score this many goals. Have you ever so, scored a haul in your life? I've never I've never scored a haul. I may have scored a few hat tricks, 
yeah. but uh, never a hall. Yeah. I had a player in college when I was coaching, had a fantastic season. He scored six goals in one game. Wow. Um, it was a tremendous. So it was a double hat trick. He actually did that twice in his career. He ended up playing professionally, but uh, yeah, it was really quite, that was really quite a, an ordeal. So, and uh, Lewandowski scored a glut in eight minutes right. uh, a couple that's, of years ago. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. All right. Well, let's so talk about, yes, let's talk about Premier League football. Hang on one second. Let me yeah. get the jingle. Here we go. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Well, there's, there's news. So just yes, this morning, uh, news came out that uh, regular contact training has been approved. So that what does that mean exactly? Yeah, so they're still in their small groups. I think um, groups of eight to ten, whatever it may be. But they're now able to have some type of a contact situation. So there are probably some small-sided games, some scrimmages of some type, small-sided, obviously. So at least that way they're kind of getting closer to – potentially having all of the players back at one time. So uh, it's important, I think, that they're obviously going to go through the phases, whereas with uh, with the smaller numbers, obviously that's going to eliminate uh, the possibility that there's going to be any type of transmission or viruses, whatever. Right. And then they're just going to gradually move to obviously more players, more bigger groups. So, yeah, it's a great start. I mean, I'm surprised that they move so quickly. It's, you know, because they only just started this past week. Right. Uh, just going back out to train. So already moving forward. So this middle of June um, start date is definitely a possibility. So, so we'll see. Just a few weeks away. Uh, there are yes. some players that are not on board with this. I know uh, uh, Troy Deeney uh, from uh, – oh, what I just lost it. Watford, Watford right? Watford. 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 Yep. And yeah. uh, Conte from Chelsea are sitting yeah. out because uh, they, they're like, yeah, a homie don't play that, which I kind of yeah. understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think ha- you have to. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, no, I, I, like I said, no, I think you're absolutely right. You have to be – everybody's going to have their own opinion and their own situation, so you've got to respect that. So. Right. And there have been eight positive tests out of the 1,744 tests so far. Um, of the players in their in their training camp, so it's there. It's still there. It's, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, that's not much in terms of the numbers, which is good. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's a that's a very positive thing. And still, the players are getting tested twice a week. Right. So it's not every day. I mean, well, that would be kind of crazy, but they get tested twice a week so that they can monitor it. And it's not just the players; it's also the administrative staff. So you know, people around the team on a consistent basis. So they're also getting tested as well. Okay. Well, we've got much more to come. We still have the, uh, we'll find out what's going on in the state of Illinois. And there's some news there. We also have, uh, our guest, the premier league player, which is not going to be a premier league player again this weekend. I'm so sorry to say, and we'll have, uh, we'll find out what your TV tip is, but all of that is still coming up, but we need to take a break first and we'll be right back. I'm Howard Sudbury. On the next Back to You, my partner Steve Baskerville tells us about a fascinating neighborhood character from his youth, the legend of the broom man. And we will complain, although we have very little to complain about, but it's what we do, so we'll whine about common neighborhood routines. That's Back to You, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Back to You, an OPI show. Only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. 
Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved a better place. Radiomisfits.com. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Is that a on your mask? How does a cow make milk? Sex dolls in the stands. My brush with Barbara Billingsley from Leave it to Beaver. And our celebrity interview with Bo Thompson, who's collecting a million cub cards. <laughs> Yay! Right, no. Good for him! <laughs> Call that an unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. Tony Lasano Podcast, and Opie Production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Let's find out what's happening here in Chicago. And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news, soccer news. with Coach Adam. Coach Adam. Nobody would know better than you. Yeah, well, we're, we're getting closer. Um, so we're in the process right now of this return to activity. So we're waiting for the governor, and it looks pretty good that he's going to make some type of a declaration this weekend that uh, small groups are going to be able to get back together, so groups of 10 or less. So uh, with that, uh, we have some restore to activity protocol that we've been working with all of our clubs and talking with different groups as well as within U.S. Youth Soccer. So hopefully we're going to be able to get uh, some of these players out on the field a little bit starting uh, next week. That's great. So is it starting to look like we may actually have a fall season. It's getting closer to that. Yep. Yeah. I think it's definitely going to be an abbreviated one. It's not going to be probably quite as uh, intense as what it is. And probably um, not any tournaments, I'm guessing. Yeah, that might. that's a whole different story just right. because you, you're dealing with more people. <laughs> right. So that's the tough thing. Um, I think, uh, you know, certainly from a games, independent games, I think we're getting definitely getting closer. So when we get back, it's gonna we're gonna be the kind of a similar role to what the Premier League was. There's gonna be no contact. We'll see how long that lasts, and then uh, we'll be able to move to the next stage, which is obviously contact, and then hopefully that final stage where they'll be able to play some games. So we're definitely getting closer. So we're trying to work closely with all of the clubs to to ensure that they have their protocols and their safety all set. And and again, like we mentioned before. This is completely optional. This, if if you don't feel comfortable, you know you don't have to go. So right, that's the most important. Not forcing thing, so. anybody back onto the onto e- the pitch. E- exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so that's obviously taken up a lot of time trying to get all that stuff together. Uh, we are going to be starting a new series actually today, but each Wednesday afterwards, it's going to be um, a live on YouTube. We're going to try a live Ooh. on YouTube Zoom chat. So we've got four or five of our coaching educators. So we're just going to do a little 30-minute chat, myself. And then today we've got Liam Lacey. We've got, uh, I believe, uh, we'll have Louis Matus on next week. So we're going to just be chatting about their journey. And they've got some really interesting stories, like Liam grew up in Scotland. Louis grew up in Portugal. So it's going to be, you know, just talk a little bit about their journey, how they then got into coaching education their roles within Illinois youth soccer, uh, U.S. soccer, and then also anything that they're working on, projects, different things that they're talking about. So, yeah, just a little 30-minute 30, 30 chat about who they are, what they're doing, and we'll see how that goes. So it should be fun. Okay. And um, if you could do me a favor, if you could get the no man buns and no mustaches rule as part of your curriculum, I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. 
fortunately, none of these guys have those, so which is good. So we'll, we'll be able to move forward with that. So not a problem. Okay. Um, and yeah, yeah, and then and then also we're, we're continuing with our kind of our media campaign. So uh, I know I talked about a few weeks ago my my all time best eleven. We won our first round game. It was close. The Instagram. So you got to get on Instagram. You're on Instagram, Rick? I, I am. Well, uh, sort so, of. <laughs> sort of, yeah. So you got to get on there. So I think the vote's going out today. So I'm I'm up against Ali in our office. So my, my best 11 against their best 11. So you just look at the team. I know um, uh, we had Ian Barker do a kind of a, uh, a review of the a preview of the game, who he thinks would win. Ian is the... Uh, technical director of the united soccer coaches so we have experts analysis beforehand and then i do my little uh you know my little spiel on why my team should win then ali does hers and then we send it out to the masses i won my first uh, round game uh, pele is on your team Uh, we've talked about that previously and i told you i watched a uh a special about pele and and that made me want to watch another one and Here's I never knew this, and perhaps you have known this, but the red card, the yellow card, and the red card did not exist until the 1960s, and it was brought in to protect Pele. Yeah, because everyone was trying to kill him on the fields. They were, you know, just the he'd play against lesser teams and lesser talents, and and they would just take him out. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, in the, in the 66 World Cup, which England won, I don't know if I've ever mentioned I, I don't before. think yeah, I, when, yeah, I don't follow okay, it. Okay, England World yeah. Cup champions. Okay. Anyway, so uh-huh. that was a that was a particular tough one for Pele because he was completely, you know, taken out of that World Cup from a, a standpoint of fouls and all kinds of things. So that had an effect on, on him because of him always being fouled and probably Maradona and Messi – um, to a lesser extent, maybe Ronaldo. All of those players have kind of fallen into that area as well, always yeah. getting fouled. So, but yeah, which is too bad. All right, yeah. it's time for your favorite segment. Here we go. All right, time now to guess the Premier League star. And, and by the way, I got a, I got another text this week from uh, a parent of one of our club, somebody that you know who uh, his son uh, listens to the show with him, and he beats you every week, he said. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's been texting me too, saying he got that as well. Then I got another text from somebody else who got it before me. So so basically... I'm pretty worthless at this game, so no, no, so you're you're ma- you are providing uh, an important service. You're making everybody else feel better. That's true. This That's is true. this is what you're doing. All right, so this we're once again we're gonna guess a Bundesliga player, and this is a star. This is not just you know any old Bundesliga player. He's okay. 31 years old. No, oh, great. Okay, so he's been around, so you know him. He has been on the last three German World Cup teams. Okay. In his final appearance in the World Cup, he received a red card, and his coach said he would never play for the national team again. And that, that this was in the 2018 World Cup. He got a red card in the last World Cup. In the last game that he played. Okay. Okay. The Germans were eliminated in the next game. Okay. All right. Not Ozil. Ozil, was it? Nope. Okay. His first okay. name 
is the same <laughs> as the real first name of Curly Howard from the Three Stooges. <laughs> if, I, if, if I watched the Three Stooges, then I would know. <laughs> no, you you might not because they never say it. Um, he has played with his current club since 2011. Okay. And has won seven Bundesliga titles, four DFB Pokals, one Champions League title, and a World Cup. So okay, we know what team he is, right? I'm I'm lost. I am completely I'm I'm completely lost. So he lo- he's he's won seven Bundesliga titles. So what team is he That's with? Seven years. So he's obviously got to be with Bayern Munich. That right? is correct. So yes. that's that's what I'm thinking. I guess I got kind of confused with the, the, the red card, so that's what I'm thinking about. You might not so, even remember it. You might not even remember the red card. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. So, I mean, so he's a center back. So, I mean, in terms of who he's playing with, I need – and you're out of clues too, aren't you? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. okay. I mean, All right, keep, keep going. Okay. Keep going. Before coming to Bayern, he played for Hertha Berlin. He played for Hamburg. And for one season, he was at Manchester City. Wow. He, he's, he's born in Germany. Uh, his brother is a national player, too, but he plays for Ghana. Right. I know. I, I know who it is now, and I'm trying to remember his name. Oh, my goodness. The uh, like. Curly Howard's real first name is Jerome. Jerome Boateng. That's there you right. go. Okay. Oh. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm sure everybody in the country has uh, got that quicker than I did. And I kind of had a thought, but I, you know, like you said, you you kind of put me off there with the red card. I was like, who was that? Was I don't, I don't, I didn't remember it until I looked it up. Uh, you know, trying to find out more information about him. And like, oh yeah, that's right. In the Sweden game in the 2018 World Cup, uh, he was sent off at the end of the game. He got his second yellow and was sent off. So the even though Germany won that game two to one, he was then not allowed to play in the final game, which they then got eliminated. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So makes that, sense. And his coach was mad and told him he couldn't play anymore. Yeah. All right. So let's time for uh, Adam's weekend TV tip. Now time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. TV tip. And, and this will cheer you up because we got last week we had a uh, an upset fan uh, who uh, felt like he was oh. ripped off from a, a movie that you suggested. Right. Um, uh, Todd Schneider. Uh, this week he uh, says that you have redeemed yourself. Thank goodness. The Damn United, which is. Uh, and Sean and my son and I watched it too, and that was a great movie. Good, glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, the coach seemed like he was kind of a jag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ryan Clough was definitely a um, an interesting manager to say the least. There's no question about that. What was it? I mean, he's there's so many stories about him about how obviously the expressions he was very much about himself. Um, right. of some of those things you know some of those some of those comments and questions that he had were were really pretty good but glad he enjoyed it um and i still owe him what 299 yeah like that. yeah you know what i i liked about at the end of the movie there's a a blurb that comes up and it says uh the best coach that never coached england or something like that the best english yes. coach that never coached the national team 
Yeah, and and the book's really good too. If you haven't had a chance to read, you know, get a chance to read. I know you'd love to read, so the book is really good. But one of the expressions I'm just remembering now was how he would talk, say, "Yes, him and I are going to talk about it. We're going to sit down. We'll have a chat about it, and then he's going to agree with me that I was right." <laughs> so that that kind of sums him up. That's Brian Clough for you. So yeah, great. Absolutely. Uh, so what kind of TV tips do you have for us this week? So we obviously, we've still got the Bundesliga. So games-wise, it, I was looking at the games. It kind of, kind of not yeah. great. But I think um, I, I put down Bayern versus Fortuna Dusseldorf because I think Dusseldorf's down at the bottom there trying to kind of work their way up. And I just like watching Bayern in terms of their big stadium. So uh, it's interesting because I know when we went there, it was just gray. You know, the seats were just gray. Now you can see the buy-in insignia on the on the seats. Right. So that's kind of cool. So I would definitely recommend that game to watch. I think that's going to be on Fox Sports. I think it's a slightly later game, the 11.30 kickoff. But um, in terms of movies, this one's a little bit out there, and you may have to do some digging to find it. But um, really kind of a, a coming-of-age type of a movie. The name of the movie is called Gregory's Girl. It was made in 1980, so it's going to age wow. you a little bit. But So short shorts. Of, We're going to see some short shorts. You're going to see some short shorts. <laughs> um, it's based in Scotland, and it's really the, the story of um, kind of an infatuated teenager who kind of falls in love with a female soccer player. That's all I'm going to say. So wow. it's pretty cool. It's a good one, though. I, I think uh, – I think uh, our, our viewers would like that one. So Gregory's Girl, I think it's it's on Prime, uh, if you uh, Amazon Prime, if you have that. And if it takes place in 1980, there will be no man buns. That's right. That's right. And and from a music standpoint, I don't know, and you might know Claire Grogan. Does that name sound familiar? Yes, it does. Do you know, I'm going to put you on the spot as you always put me on the spot. What was the name of the band that she was in? Oh, what was it? What was it? She's in the movie, by the way. Oh, my gosh. I I can't think of what it is. Altered Images. Altered Images. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so there. So she's in it. She, you can she be happy. Role in, you can be happy can be, with her. Absolutely. You, I knew you knew the song. I know you know the song. So there you go. So yeah, I think that's. I think that song's in the soundtrack. Actually. So well, now I'm in. I'm in. You're I, in. I love that song. <laughs> okay. All right. So you know, if people ask uh, how, how to find uh, free kicks, just tell them uh, you can listen to us on Spotify. They can go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Uh, search for Radio Misfits and you'll find free kicks. And and that's us. Uh, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Free Kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts, including OPI Shows, 
Pipe.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? And friends would like to personally extend an invitation to you to join our 2020 graduation ceremony. And we'll be talking about some pancakes that are eaten in the middle of the street in Florida. As well as PETA's new attack on Animal Crossing. All that and more on this week's episode of And Friends. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we talk about cool cars that have hidden headlights and the social aspects of zebra crosswalk behavior. Wait, what? I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.